Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast. Boom! Boom! Was that a pre-boom or was that... I think that pre- was an early boom. Did I pre-boom? I pre-boom? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Nobody wants a pre-boom. <laughs> no. No pre-booms. Well, hey, we, we have the Matheson brothers, Andy and Ryan, back. Um, we've, we haven't a lot of part dis lately, but... Um, it's it's awesome because I think we're we've uh, we've become uh, better at this, and uh, <laughs> I, I tell that until that crap. So anyway, <laughs> uh, welcome back, welcome back, guys. Well, thank guys. you, gentlemen. Thanks, boys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, it means we're not out of business yet. I guess so. That's good. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, oh gosh. Guys everywhere on social media, on LinkedIn, on. Um, Facebook and, and all those different places um, with Glovebox. And you're one of the few places that like our stuff. So thank you so much. Absolutely, boys. We are yeah. big fans of the dudes and we always will be. You guys, you we guys see you guys right. everywhere. Your logo is, uh, you know, you can't, uh, can't keep it out of your brain. It's like two <laughs> just dudes coming into your brain. We say this. Yeah, we say this all the time. You guys, when we recorded last year, 2019, it was by far our favorite episode of any recording we've ever been on. Yeah, the oh. the you know the jokes that are being tossed around. The I don't want to use the word raunchy, but we are going to push that. You know. Oh, good. Um, good. You know, you, you guys are you guys are doing work. Good, good job. Oh. Well, thank, thank you. you, guys. Yeah, we're we're we closing on number 200. Yeah, and you thank guys you. are you guys, you guys are, crushing are crushing it. it. Uh, we're it's been yeah. Uh, it's, funny we're uh we got a, a little baby that we're trying to cradle and, and all of a sudden it's crawling and walking so uh here we are it so can let's take do off that. quick let's start yeah. there let's get a let's get all cots up yeah all sure. cots andy up. andy you go man i'll i'll sit back i'll let you and it, take it's glory. funny <laughs> i relate everything that we've done and with Glovebox to um my youngest child who was born six days uh before Glovebox was launched and so that was intense to uh to, you know, I don't only have a child, my second child, but then uh, my third right away within a week. Um, so, and then COVID happens and wow. we're trying to keep everything kind of, you know, in this kind of a path where we're zigzagging and uh, we finally got on a straight and narrow line here. Um, you know, without diving into way too many specifics right away, we're definitely, uh, we're, we're making it happen. We're at revenue, things are moving, so. Nice. Awesome, so for, for those folks uh, that, that are in the listening audience that maybe didn't catch the first one, um, the company you guys started, it's called Glovebox. Um, talk a little bit about the product. Talk about the solution and how it helps agents uh, from all different walks of life. That's all you, Ryan. Oh, perfect. Let me step in. So uh, yeah, if, if you didn't listen to the first episode, Andy and I are uh, insurance nerds. We're insurance um yeah. Um, you know, channel uh, experts, I like to say, you know, self-proclaimed, maybe other people don't think so, but we, uh, we help build a, a pretty large agency out of Colorado. So we're products of the system. Um, and really everything we've done with Glovebox is very eloquently designed based off of what we would have wanted as agents. So we're not tech people. We're not coming in trying to reinvent an industry that we don't know about. Uh, when you think about every pain point that you deal with as an agent, uh, we felt the same pain. And so we said, hey, we're going to step up and build a technology that uh, really helps alleviate a lot of that pain uh, for these agents and, and, you know, create a technology that actually makes sense for the channel. So essentially, in a nutshell, what Glovebox is, is we are the premier mobile and web self-servicing platform for agents to leverage with their clients. So 
essentially what we've done is we've gone direct to the carriers. We've integrated with their, uh, their service systems, whether it be their mobile app or their internet portal. We've aggregated that into a single experience and then we're white labeling it to agencies and agents. And that's kind of a high level of what we've done. Ooh, I don't awesome. remember. I don't recall the white. Was the white label thing something that was there from the start? Gosh, no, no. We um, we always kind of knew that's the way we were going to go, but I don't think we articulated it very well. <laughs> and so yeah, kind of, yeah, we didn't know how to articulate it. Yeah. So as we, <laughs> we as we've gone, al- yeah, as we've gone along, it's come into um, you know, into uh, it's come to fruition here for us, and we've actually taken it down to. Uh, the agent level. So we can actually go into an agency, give the master agency their own branded technology, but then give each agent within that agency their own custom branded technology as well. So now that agent has their own face, their own socials, their own website, if they have it, uh, all of their information, it's all embedded within their own uh, mobile and web experience, really to stay omnipresent with their policyholders, right? If I'm an agent, I want them thinking about me 24-7 when it, when it comes to insurance. If they're going to refer out, they're going to refer me. Um, and so that was a huge shift for us. That's cool. So when you guys uh, – so last year when you guys came on, I believe you sold your business for – or it had about $100 million in premium. Is that right yeah. when you sold the agency? Yeah. So and which yeah. you guys built up from a very tight referral network, um, as I recall, right? Yep. Um, you guys dropped a whole bunch of value, uh, knowledge nuggets, if you will, about how to do that. Um, now with everything you learned from that experience, now helping out so many independent agencies out there, what are some things that you guys have learned that maybe the top 1% or top 5% of insurance agents that are doing right now, um, what are they doing differently than some of the other agencies that you've seen that haven't had as much success? Well, we talk to so many agencies every day, every week. It's very interesting, actually. Uh, The way we operated our business was very streamlined, departmentalized. Um, Everyone did one good thing. And so it's interesting talking to agents and agency owners about their style and their operation. Boy, is it different. And uh, they're learning from us. We're learning from them how maybe we could have done it differently. But at the end of the day, it's all about just scaling as quickly as possible. And that's all going to come down to your agency operations. Like just hone in on one couple, you know, one or two things and just do that really well. And so uh, in talking to a lot of people, they might need to kind of pivot their their uh, workflow and their efficiency to, to streamline that a little better. And actually, we do have a uh, I was able to dig up an old marketing strategy uh, deck that I built. It's a 60-page deck, and if anyone's itch- interested in that, just let me know. I can send it on over to you. Cool. It, cool. Can you, we could we could link it out in the show <laughs> notes too, if 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 that's good with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Right. Yeah. So the six, yeah. and I think it it, wow. it goes without saying, I, and I think we jumped pretty quickly from there. But it, if if I remember correctly, when you guys took over that agency, it was a ten million dollar agency. Is that right? Somewhere around there. It was probably around a five million dollar agency okay. when we came so on board. Seven yeah. When I came in. yeah. So five million, right? Let's put that into perspective. Yep. A lot of agents never get to five million. Okay, right. so that that's a pretty good milestone. A lot of people would be happy with the revenue you get off that, especially in the indie space. And here you guys took and you grew it to a hundred million. I mean, that's insane numbers. Yeah. At and first, it, it was about uh, less <clears throat> less agents doing more premium, but then as those good agents started to get better, and that we didn't need to focus on them as much, 
we can now hire good, you know, good people to do the same thing and just replicate that. Sure. That was kind of the, the model. So, so, so let's talk, talk about that. It's, it's important also to note that, that you're talking about processes. Uh, we, we talk about it a lot, you know, creating the systems and processes so that you can track and measure and then scale, right? Cause if you don't have the systems in place and you scale chaos, you're screwed, right? Like that's yeah. the end of, yep. end of the road, um, the hemorrhaging money. So how did you keep it so airtight? What was the, what was the formula that you put into that? Yeah, I think it was uh, exactly what Andy is saying. It's compartmentalizing. It's not trying to do too much as a producer. If a producer servicing business, you know, that's uh, full paw number one. Um, you know how it is. If you're yeah. trying to quote a deal and then you've got someone calling you for billing and freaking out over, you know, a renewal premium and, you know, that distracts you from what you're really trying to accomplish. And so that compartmentalization of an agency is key yeah. and, and mm-hmm. allowing your producers to go do what they do. Let them go hunt. And let uh-huh. your service team do what they do best, which is the the retention, the account rounding, um, you know, and all of those important measures to re- retain the business. And so the compartmentalization is is number one. Right. And and some people are fearful of that because it's it's like you may be giving control to somebody. It's going to cost more. But in the long run, yeah, the results in themselves. It's funny. I, I always say our, our agency was a, it was a true freight train. Like it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Like once it got going, we couldn't have stopped it if we wanted to. Like it was crazy. Like if you market well enough and know exactly who you're marketing to and what you're trying to get in six months of that marketing, you'll have more business than you can legitimately handle. And it sounds cheesy, but it's true. And you multiply that by 20, 30, 40, 50 producers. And it's like, you know, that's something that you can't turn off. Like that yeah. thing is going. So. so I would like to get into that a little bit because a lot of agents out there, um, well, there, there, there's a, there's a handful of agents out there that I've talked to that have this, there's a kind of a mantra, uh, old, old school, um, insurance agents that are kind of proud of not spending money on marketing. Right. <laughs> like there's, yeah. it's like, it's like a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I don't, I don't do that. Like it's so absurd, right? So how would you, how did you guys approach that coming into it? I mean, obviously you guys had a probably a decent size kind of marketing budget, but in order to scale like that, you guys had to take a lot of those profits and throw it right back in to build that snowball. So like, how would you guys, how did you guys approach that? And what advice would you give knowing what you know now? I'd say, I know this is probably an obvious thing, but the number one reason why a producer doesn't succeed is because they're not generating enough leads and you got to start there always. And so, like you said, you got to spend money to make money and you're doing it in the right places. I mean, lead providers can be a way to kickstart your business, but it's going to come from what we call just a pie. And that, that pie is made up of like six or seven different you know, pieces. And um, that's what that packet is that I was talking about that deck that I can send over. But really, it's just, you know, you got to spend your money wisely in multiple areas and multiple facets to grow that thing in the right manner. Because not every time is that pie going to be well rounded, like sometimes this lead gen strategy is going to do better than that one, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. We spent a lot of money and time on mortgage broker referrals, like taking them out to lunch, golf, happy hour, all that fun stuff. Do that for the first few months. You're going to just breed really quality referral partners. And that's going to be uh, kind of your bread and butter, if you will. Uh, so that's really where we started, and we spent a lot of money on that side. I mean, we had a dedicated person or two that was generating leads just for the agency, and then from there they were being they were teaching the individual producers that are building their own book of business to do the same thing. Um, mm. So that's kind of where that started. 
what's the magic number that that a producer should have of of mortgage uh, producers or loan officers? Yeah, uh, tw- like twenty quality referral partners is going to take care of you big time because really right. they're going to send two or three of those leads per referral partner per month, and that's a good mm-hmm. partner. That's going to yeah. lead to fifty leads or more, and that's going to turn into a lot of premium. I mean, uh, if you're not closing half of those good referral partner uh, leads, then you're not doing the right thing. You know, there's something wrong there. Right. It's not, it's not the lead flow. It's something else. Well, shoot. I mean, even as captives, we're going to close like 75, 80% on those deals. So I can't right, imagine right. that you guys are probably close to a hundred percent. You're not going to lose on price as an indie. I mean, you're not <laughs> right. losing on price. You're losing right. on maybe name recognition sometimes uh-huh. and trying to True. convince the, the prospect that, Hey, this is an A rated carrier. They may not market like state farm farmers and those ones, but Hey, you know, they're, they're still a quality company and you're not paying their marketing budget per se. And so right. every indie has kind of scripts of, of how they overcome those objections sure. of, Hey, I've never heard of state auto before, you know, or, or things like that. Um, yeah. But Jason, to your, to your point, I think um, spending money on automation right now is the number one thing that agents can do for their business. And for the agents that are unwilling to spend money on automation resources are, going to die because you cannot you agent or uh, clients have a very specific expectation of how the sales process should go these days and if it doesn't trend that way then you're going to be an outdated agent and you're not going to your close ratio is going to start going down these clients are going to start gravitating elsewhere and so automation is key yeah i'd like to dive into that a little bit um so I think somebody that has never done it before probably yeah. doesn't even know where to start. Like what kind of what kind of automation processes are you talking about? What kind of companies should we be looking for? Um, what are some of the things that we can start today to get that ball rolling? Yeah, so obviously on the the sales side is the is the first starter. Um, you want to get an email automation system set up where you are automatically following up with your prospects, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. They are um, incubating your current clients and they're incubating your ex dates uh, with campaigns. And those are super easy to set up, uh, but they're touch points. You know, they're a reminder to the client that, hey, I'm here, I'm available, and here's what I do and here's why I'm better. Um, and, you know, it's all about obviously hitting the prospect at the right time. And so those automated messages. Uh, which you can also do via text now as well, which is huge. Those have almost 100% open rate, um, are are really a nice incubator to hit those clients at the right times or those prospects. So email and text marketing and campaigns is the very first entry point into automation. Um, then on obviously the back end with uh, Glovebox, you know, Glovebox is a very simple tool to integrate into your business to remove a lot of those nuanced service requests from your clients. Let them handle it. Let them pay a bill to the carrier. You don't need to handhold your client to try to pay a bill to auto owners. Like they've all used uh, Amazon. Everybody knows how to put in a credit card into a, <laughs> a form. So let a system like Lovebox handle your nuanced customer service request that, by the way, your clients don't want to be calling you on anyway. They're frustrated as equally as you are. Um, and so those are really entry level things that you can do in your business to free up your time. And time is king in insurance. It's everything. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. There's there's this old this, the, also some old school mentality that well then I'm losing those touch points because I'm not being personal I'll, you know all the probably all the objections you guys hear or your sales team hears yeah. when you're when they're talking about Clubbox, um, yeah. but 
to your point, you know, people are getting used to buying Amazon, right? Not going to the corner store to go buy the cereal or buy the TP or, or whatever, right? You take right. those things and replace it. Now, if once they're trained, right, what a huge opportunity to reach out right. to your whole book, train them that this is the way we're going to do it. We've upgraded it, made it faster for you, all of the bonuses, right? And yep. how much more time does that free up where you, maybe you don't need as many service people, Maybe maybe you can invest that money now in marketing or other producers. Yep, and it's really setting yourself up for the you know the new insurance consumer, which you know millennials are the largest segment of home buyers in the U.S. They have been for the past five years. Yeah. So your book is diversifying right in front of your eyes, and if you're not keeping right. up with even the most simplistic systems, those uh, millennials are going to go elsewhere. And yeah, they don't know, even, that's a even know this. You can talk on this. They didn't know that you can talk on this. I know, right? Like if the phone rings, it's off-putting. Like seriously, yeah, they're like, what is it doing? What is that? Who would call seriously? me at noon Isn't on a funny? Wednesday? Like <laughs> who has the gall to call me at noon on a Wednesday? <laughs> like ridiculous. Speaking so. to the the point of of millennials being the the fastest growing home buyers, um, what are some trends that you're seeing that uh, that might be more geared toward? Like the, what are you seeing the need for? with millennials that you're needing to handle rather than the older generation. It, it chopped up a little. Oh, it sorry. It did chop up a little. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, so what, what are the, what are the, what are millennials? What are some of the things that they, so they want stuff that's fast, right? They like, yeah. they're used to technology. So they're, they love being able to handle things right away. What are some other things that we can do to help um, serve them better? Yeah, I think um, uh, it's understanding where you're needed as an agent. I think, uh, Craig, to your point, agents can be afraid of being removed from the process. Um, of, hey, if I do this, what am I good for? You know, I'm gonna be phased out. Um, and I think that is a total fallacy. I think that's something that's used as an excuse. Um, you know, there is, you need to understand your process of sales and service. You need to understand where you're most valuable to your consumers. And it's not generating an ID card. That is not your value to a consumer. The value to you is walking them through the coverages that they need for the new home they're buying or understanding what that life insurance policy has to offer. Uh, you know, understanding this new pet insurance product that now everybody's launched. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's your value as an agent is to consult your client, not push paper. Right. Um, and so they really need to understand and look at their process um, and, and, you know, uh, offer the correct touch points with their client where they're valuable. Yeah. You, it, there's no value to, to printing out somebody's ID cards, right? Like no. the printer can do it. The machine can do it. Every, the app can do it. Everything can do it. So yes. you have to be differentiated. If, if, if this is how you serve your client is, is, hey, I'm really good and fast at getting people their ID cards, yeah. you're going away. You've right. met an expectation that they had in the door. <laughs> like you're right. not wowing them. You're just meeting right. an expectation that they right. assumed you had anyway. So yeah, yeah here's I mean, the thing. how much, how, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're fine. Well, I was just going to say it. Yeah, go ahead. I, the only thing that I was thinking is, is when like we have, we have clients and I still have some that actually will text me from, from way, way old, you know, long time ago. And, and you'll, when you used to give out your phone get, number. 
Yes, when I used to give out my phone number. And, and I've learned, don't ever give my phone number out, right? But these are people I've known forever or people who aren't clients, right? Friends, like when they're touching and asking you questions, like that's the time when they need the service. And, and if yes. you can duplicate exactly. that, become the expert around, hey, if my house explodes or, you know, because of X, Y, and Z, what do I do now? Yeah you're providing value. And you ain't getting that from Geico. Like I'm not, I don't have no. Geico in my seat. I'm not texting Geico. No. Like Geico is not going to get back to me on text. So it's like, right. understand your value as an independent agent and maximize that value. Right. And it's the more you niche up, the more you niche up, the better, the better opportunity you have to do that. Yep. Yeah, and the more business you can sell. Yeah. With uh, Sorry, with each Andy. client, no, no, you're good. yeah. Quit cutting me off. I'm trying to. <laughs> it's the he's my little. He's my little brother, so he's I'm just gonna this. hang out here. So it's all right. I'm just gonna watch. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna hit uh, you. Yeah, right. No, you're good. I, hey, so uh, no, what I'm trying to kind of point out is that uh, your client's gonna dictate kind of where you spend your time with them. They can they you, if you listen well enough, they're gonna try to guide you where you should spend most of your time. So be efficient based on the way the way they're driving that kind of tone or that conversation. Now you can control the conversation, but just work off of them. Um, that's kind of where the efficiency and then the service you're providing can be told right there in that conversation. So I love something. Uh, yeah, so true. And I love what um, Ryan said earlier about wowing your clients. It's so true. So a lot of the times we think of, you know, we got to, we got to talk to the, to the client, right? Well, we don't have to, I mean, it's, it's not necessary that serves our need, right? It's about serving their need at the at the top level that we can. And and sometimes the wow factor will be the fact that they can press a button and do something instantly or be able to talk to you about going to a football game or something. Like it doesn't have to be uh you know, every interaction with the agency has to be you. Um right. I like the wow factor. Like, if would you say, wow would you say that, uh, you know, filling out a, a smart form for a quote or filling out a quote capture form is a, a good start? I, I'm asking because you're in the seat right now. So that might be a good, good question for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I anything I, to speed up that process, make it easier on them. Anything right. to make it easier. Yeah. Because a lot of time, like even now, um, I was uh, somebody else was bringing this up before about, about how you know if you shoot a text to somebody, a video, or whatever, well, they might actually have that in their hand to show their wife at night when they're mm -hmm. watching TV and they bring up something like that helps serve them because that's the time that they want to be served, not necessarily during the day. And you're saying, well, you can only call me during this time, so it's like these little pieces of technology aren't a threat as much as they are a tool to help serve the client in the way they want to be served, not necessarily us. Yeah. And I think there's two, there's two things that agents need to focus on. A, is your client happy? And B, are they paying their premiums? That's the two things that you care about, right? What else is there? Like if you're looking for a buddy, you know, go, go find some buddies. Like these clients are not your friends by and large. I mean, I'm sure they're all very nice people, but at the end of the day, are they happy with your service, whatever that may be? And, and are they paying their premiums? And really that's what you should be concerned with as an, as an insurance agent. So, right. and how can you maximize yep. those outcomes? Right? Yes. What like what is the find? easiest path from A to Z to achieve that? Yep. <laughs> is the so goal. true. Yep. So true. 100%. So, yeah, we have that, we have that thing as agents, we have that uh, dual thing where it's like, 
One is uh, we're, we're an agent, and two is we're a business owner, right? So you got to wear those different hats. Like as yep. an agent, you want to just help everybody, and you want to talk to everybody and stuff. But I mean, you got to wear that business hat too. If that if it serves them the best, um, fastest, easiest, it's the then do it. Like that's the that's the best thing uh, for your business. You yep. know, and they're they're still relating it to your business. It's still your business right. you're offering. Like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool tool they offer. I like that. That makes sense. And I, yeah. you know, I had a good experience then. So, yep. yeah. As you grow the business and you scale, and you guys most certainly understand this, right? As you get to a hundred million, there's there's no way you're talking to the clients. You can't. Okay. It's impossible, right? Because if you talk to one, then you have to talk to all of them, and you're not talking to a hundred million of premium. So. Taking yourself out, being that business owner, um, it can be a rough transition, right? Because some of them are used to it. I remember some of the calls in the beginning when it's like, okay, got to take it back one step because there's a lot of other things that have to be done and I have to get the team in place so that mm -hmm. they can do this, right? You replicate yourself. Um, but I remember, you know, time after time call, I have to talk to Craig. Like it was, you know, no matter what I have to. And then finally, okay, fine. Yeah. Talk to him. Hey, I need ID cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah and so it was it was this retraining right you had to retrain the clients look hey we're growing in order to serve you at the highest level we have to have some of this responsibility over here when the house burns down that's when we're talking right that's when yep. we're going to really get through the nitty-gritty and get you to the right place yep. a lot of new agents How do need to learn that concept by the way because i was uh, i can think of a handful of agents that we were training and, and kind of growing and, and as we were managing them at our old agency we'd notice that they'd want to be involved in every piece of the conversation with the client and it's just that hey you can delegate that delegate here there and, and everywhere you can right. and the new agents might not grasp that right away so there's they're coming yeah. from other industries they they're used to yeah. it like the car industry whatever it may be they need to talk to the client at all time and delegate delegate as i think it's an over i think it's an overcompensation for differentiating ourselves between uh you know direct digital channels so like oh sure. i really got to insert myself in this process to make sure they know why i'm different right and right. so i think there's been like an overcompensation of agents like thinking that way and I think they're more of a, it's more of a detriment than it is a value as we evolve. Yeah. And those clients, the ones that are di direct digital, they're not the ones that you're looking for anyway. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's a group of people who are always going to have agents. Yeah. They right. have and understand the value in it. There's a group of people who no matter what they're going to, they want to pay 39 bucks a month and get garbage. And that's right. fine. Right. That's, that's yep. where they're going. Right. You'll and know so pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. By the <laughs> length of their report. Right. Yes. But again, can we merge the experience together for our clients as an independent agent? And the answer is absolutely yes. We can merge the experience. We can make it feel digital when it's you know still a personal touch. You can definitely yeah. keep both aspects. And this digital evolution is not an onslaught. Like you can work it into your agency slowly. You know, it doesn't have to be this total transformation in a month. It's Jason, as you you mentioned, just you know, simplistic things to start do something to start the automation process again, or do something to start the self-servicing process so that you can, you know, kind of transform your culture uh, slowly. It doesn't have to be this abrupt transformation. What a funny time in the insurance industry, trying to figure out which uh, technologies are going to work for you. It's just like trial yeah. here, trial there, <laughs> put them all together, see what works. It's chop it up. It's going to take, you know, years for everything to work itself out, but the insurance industry is so far behind that. That's kind of where we're at. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Well, and yeah, and insurance agents are so ADD and that the it's shiny object syndrome, right? Here's the sure. next one, and this one's going to solve it. And they do it for a week, and then they move to yeah. the next oh, thing. And it's like, precisely. it's like, please stick with something for sixty days or ninety days until yeah. you can actually <clears throat> see the results. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of yeah. times people get so hooked on the vehicle and not about the outcome. Like, mm -hmm. and I think that that's uh, some people I know that um, have like digital companies, right? They're so focused on the digital aspect of it that they forget who they're serving. And it's like they don't have any human element, right? And then same with um, like, we'll say the agents from the past that are not doing anything digital and they're kind of losing track of who they're serving and how to serve them better. And it's, I think the magic for any business, whether, whether it be insurance or even a SaaS product is that you got to have the combination. Like it's still the same business that was 200 years ago when they were, you know, sell, selling guns we're, to the Cowboys. We're still selling pieces of paper. They're just digital pieces of paper now. Yeah, <laughs> and helping people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes all digital is going to make stuff so confused. I just want to talk to someone like <laughs> understanding your customer and the journey and using whatever is the best way to solve those little problems that come along the way. That's the magic. And putting the two together is the magic. It seems yeah. like that outcome first and working backwards is, is critical. Well said. Yeah, you know, you get, I agree. You get stuck in the weeds, like uh, sure. I'm the weeds guy. But you get think, you get yeah. stuck down here on that, on the process. Forget the process. Figure out what, where you want to go, and then work backwards. Yeah. You guys didn't get to 100 million saying, "Well, I just want to write a bunch of premium," right? You said, "I want to get to 100 million. <laughs> I want to do it in eight years, and this is how we're going to do it," right? Yeah. I was like, "Work backwards," yeah. how, or or how are we going to do it? And then, you know what? One other point is on that note is that <laughs> every month we wanted to beat the last month. And there's in the insurance industry, it's kind of like, oh, I made it. I made it through my month. And I had an awesome. Well, I hit 50K yeah. in premium. I'm good for the next month. I'm just going to let this one coach for a minute. But that was never, right. never going to help scale. So that's really the, it's the mentality behind that. So yeah, yeah and, and stick to that process, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, Craig, you said it. Like, you can't be jumping around from this, that, and the other um, and, and expect it to come to fruition. Like, stick to, stick to a process, stick to a technology, stick to something. And give it six months and, and really see it through. And then if it doesn't work, then maybe that's not a good concept. But yeah, you right. can't expect a silver bullet in a week. Like that's not, that's not the business. Do run the business the way that businesses are run, right? When you look at, at big businesses, they don't make a marketing play. And then after a week decide that it's, it's, it's no good, right? They spend a billion dollars and they're like, hey, we're going to look at this for the next year. And then right. we're going to look at the results and we're going to make a decision. Right. right. Or do we pour gas on it or do we pull the plug? And, yeah. and I love nothing more than to see the situation where cost per policy is low and we're like, ooh, this one's working. And you just dump gas on it and it becomes the money machine. There it is. Right. Low yeah. Yeah. And then you yeah. run with it like it's a newfound toy and you, you know, yep. you go gangbusters and that's how you win. Yeah. Yep. So it's not complicated. By any means. I know I know we have a few more minutes. I'd love to get some insight as you guys have been talking to agents, how you've seen people deal with the current environment we're in. You know, this may be I'm sure people will be listening to this episode in 100 years, but there's a thing called COVID going on right now. That's <laughs> yeah. changed the landscape of the business industry. Right. Um, we <laughs> wait. We, what we took. Oh, uh oh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, you can yeah, get, get it through Skype. Um, but but we like we said, hey, look, the, the rules of the sales funnel have not changed. 
we're still going to spend money. We're going to get something out the back. What have you seen with people and their marketing spends? Right. Go ahead, Andy. Take it. Oh, okay. No, well, I'll take see, it. Oh, you go yeah. Ahead. yeah, it's been interesting, guys, because like everyone's all over the place because you see some that want to take advantage and they're like, I'm going to spend that. Now's the time to spend money. I got to shift my whole, like, now's the time to turn the agency mindset somewhere else. Uh, really put a magnifying glass on what's working, what's not. That's where a lot of agencies are, in my eyes, moving kind of that whole mindset. And then the other half of them are, well, I shouldn't say half. I think it's about 25% who are still kind of like, ah, I got to make it through. I got to make it through. And they're just kind of still using old systems, old ways, and, and not really adapting with what's going on right now. And, and that's hard because you're working from home somewhat. Some of them are. They're trying to change how their workday looks. Um, you know, so cold calls always work, you know, making sure you're doing the same old stuff that was still traditional, but you got to hurry up and adapt because this thing is moving, whether we like it or not. So, yeah. um, a lot 70, 75% of the agencies I'm talking to are still, um, are, are working their way into this new mindset. So, yeah. And think about what we have here. You have the majority of the population that is sitting at home looking for something to do <laughs> and they're scrolling through social media because they're they've maxed out Netflix like there's nothing else to watch and what are they doing and they're stewing on their insurance premiums like god I pay a lot man I've been needing to check up on this for 2 years now I have yeah. the time and so what do you drive. think these people are yeah right like what do you think these people are doing they're sitting at home and if you're not there you're not available I, I, most of the agents that I've talked <clears throat> talked to over the past 2 months have seen a huge uptick in, in business right. and it's because of that reason it's because people are shopping because they have time on their hands and they're like, cool, what a great time to take care of this. So if you are not full force on social media and really pushing the envelope with your marketing on socials, you're missing the boat. It could be the only time somebody actually wants a quote is right now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's Isn't something that funny? to do. Saving like, money. Still, yeah, People would rather get a root canal than than get a quote, right? And so, so here they are. But they still ready. don't want to talk to you, by the way. No, they don't. Really. <laughs> well, that's how yeah. they start it. You know, it's like no, 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 I don't. But you get past that initial part, and then they right. they open up, and yeah. um, we've seen contact rates go through the roof. Yeah. Um, they're not quite as good as they were a couple months ago, but they're still definitely higher than they were before. Sure. That's, yeah. Sounds about right. And, yep. So yeah, this is a point to thrive. This is the time if you're an agent to to win. Like this is the time for sure. So awesome. So I know you guys have a hard stop here. Um, if you were so number one, how can they find you? Um, and make sure you send over the the links. We'll 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 post them on the uh, show notes. Uh, but how can they find you if they want to take a look and get a demo or whatever it is they can do? If they want to open yeah. up the glove box. Jump inside the glove box. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've come a long way since last year, like we were kind of alluding to. So there's a lot to check up on. Uh, go to gloveboxapp.com uh, mm -hmm. or you can email us, Ryan or Andy, at gloveboxapp.com and we'll uh, we'll take any calls, any uh, Zoom meetings, whatever we're doing in, uh, that at that given time. I don't know what the technology is going to look like in a month or two, but uh, you know things are always Get changing. Uh, awesome. The next big cool. thing, TikTok maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So and I, I will say, I will say this self-servicing in the independent channel is inevitable. It's inevitable. And we are the only platform that has brought the carriers experience indirect, which is the only thing that makes sense for our industry. So, uh, definitely check us out now. Uh, we've got 75 agencies live already. We're automating to over 150,000 policyholders currently. Like it's, Woo. it's blowing up. So definitely get in line and we would love to show you our product and, uh, you know, get feedback, but, uh, it's, it's a huge value to your agency. So.
cool. Dude, thank you guys so much. Um, Dude. Love checking Dude. in with you guys. Love this all is the awesome. knowledge yeah. nuggets. The there you go, box. man. Dude. <laughs> and if you don't like any of it, I'll give you Andy's home address. You can go yeah. uh, check up with him. So, Just so happens I'm moving. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Um, always a pleasure to, to, to hang. And I'm sure there will be some awesome new stuff coming out. And uh, we yeah. look forward to seeing it. All right, dude. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Okay. Guys. See ya. Hey, you've got to check out the Insurance Dudes Inner Circle coming soon, where you get extended interviews as well as live coffee talks in our private Facebook group. Join the mailing list today at theinsurancedudespodcast.com. Hey, thanks for checking out the Insurance Dudes. Hey, please subscribe. We got some really great stuff coming out.